that good? All right. Welcome back to the Drain Plug Podcast. We've got some special guests today. We've got Mike Lopez from Tiny Boat Nation over here. Say hello, Mike. Hello. Bright, sunny ray of sunshine over here. All right, we've got other two special guests over here. We've got Justin Lammers, Mr. Kayak DIY. Hello. How are you? Good. Doing great. I love being here. Good. Good. And you're from Floridia. Yes, I am. Yeah. W- welcome yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's a little chilly today. <laughs> Uh, but our super special guest we've got over here is Mr. Eduardo from, where are you from? I'm from Brazil. From Brazil? <laughs> yeah. Did you take a wrong left turn or did you intentionally get on a plane to come here? <laughs> yeah, in, actually intention. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so you are the owner of the new auto boat unit that Tiny Boat Nation is carrying. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the auto boat thing? Yeah, we are working on that project in about uh, three years we are working on, working on that and make improvements and all the time trying to make the product more uh, interactive and more technology inside. That was what, what, what were, we were working on that. Okay. So did you come up with the idea for the auto boat or did you see somebody else do it and like steal it from them? Or? No, no. Did you have a dream one night? Yeah, no. Actually, I was driving. It's my idea. I, I was driving and thinking, hey, why we are in the hands of the big ones, big higher prices? Why anybody think about to create something that we can engage in the regular ones for motors and become that with uh, something interactive, with technology, with something like that? Then I started to think that and start the product. Uh, I'm not engineer, but I, I hired some guys that understand the idea, and we work almost six months only in the draw, in the project, and this kind of stuff to, to find out the better alternative, the better way to, to do that. That's what we did. Okay. So now, did, when you first made it, did it work the way you thought it was going to, or did you have to make a bunch of revisions? No, it was a mess. <laughs> no. The first one was uh, something weird. Yeah. But uh, it, it's normal. It's, a, it's a, a way that somebody that wants a dream and wants to, to make that fulfill, you have to f- face many problems, many obstacles, and uh, have to go ahead and... I had three, four, or five times on that project that I decided to give up. But then I said again, no, let's go ahead. And thank God that I, I went along with that. Yeah. So the, the, the auto boat itself is new to the U.S., but you guys have been using it in, in Brazil for a long time, right? Yeah, for three years. Three years? Yes. And you, you, everybody seems to like it. You had really good feedback on it. Yeah, uh, Autoboat in Brazil, we are proud of that, to have almost 100% of positive feedbacks of the customers. We have around 4,000 or 5,000 Autoboats running in Brazil. And uh, if you take a look of the media and uh, all the, those people that use that, you have only positive feedbacks. I, I, I not say that one or another situation will have problems. Problem is not the issue. The issue is you solve the problem immediately. We are proud of our post-sale 
is more famous in Brazil than the, the, the sale or the product itself. Because they say that, hey, this, this company is amazing because we, we answer uh, Saturday, Sunday until uh, 7 to 11 of seven days in a week. And we have that, uh, that uh, work that, and it's, uh, we are proud of that. It's, it's a, a lot of work, but it's have a compensation that's customer satisfaction. So when you decided to get the auto boat into the U.S. market, how did that process go? Did you have to reach out to somebody like Justin and Mike, or did you already have somebody else you were talking to? Yeah, or? no, it started with Justin. I, I, I went to ICAST in the, two years ago, and I saw some videos of Justin in the internet. I didn't know him, but I said, hey, my name is Eduardo. I sent a message to him, and would you mind to, to, to get a meeting in the ICAST, and we talking about the product that I have, and explain to, to him some basic things about the product. And he said, oh, okay. Let's do that. And then it started with that that meeting in the iCast. Yeah, Justin was the right person to reach out to. He's kind of famous. <laughs> you got like what, like half a gazillion followers on on the Gram Gram and the Tiki Takis or whatever it is that you're on now. We're we're getting close to 100k on YouTube. We got 127,000 on TikTok, like 22,000 on Instagram, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, every every one of those followers you know matters i mean even on the smaller platforms gotcha i try to engage with them so <clears throat> you and mike were connected prior to the auto boat correct and then when you got a hold of it you were like oh this thing is cool you got to see this so when he messaged me um and said kind of what he had going on i'm instantly thinking from the kayaking world you know mike's you know more in the small you know john boat aluminum boats I was thinking of the big impact on the kayaking world because there are so many people trying to put motors on kayaks. I mean, that industry is just rapidly evolving. Um, you're getting $100,000 kayak fishing tournaments. I mean, there's some big money going into them. Um, so I just saw the impact on how easy it was going to be to be integrating even just remote steering. That alone, that feature alone that is an auto boat was incredibly useful. Um, because then you don't have to run your lines to the, the motor, all that cable stuff. It just simplified the install so much that you could almost install this motor setup on just about any kayak. Um, so, yeah, met him at iCast. He showed me the product. He had it in a backpack, you know. And initially, like, I was just like, fits into a backpack? Well, then I understood, you know, the bigger picture of this thing fits with basic trolling motors. You know, that's that's awesome. I like I already have a trolling motor sitting in my garage. You know, like I can just slap this thing on and boom, now I have GPS. This is amazing. So uh yeah, it just kind of all snowballed from there. Yeah. So and then you got one, Mike. Mm -hmm. Hell I did. What did you think of it when you first got a hold of it? <clears throat> I thought this is something we need. I'm I'm a pretty pretty big fan of uh, market shakers. And I think the people who have held on to the spot lock technology for the longest time have really made them unaffordable for the general public and uh and so there's some basic there's some more basic ones that are kind of affordable but not really and uh but i most people i know at least have had an endura a min endura c2 little transom or have one sitting in their garage somewhere or the closet 
and you know for not all that way less more money than what it would take for you to go buy one you could just convert yours right over and the, a lot of the smaller watercraft already have mounts for the transit mount trolling motors up in the front up in the bow or up at the back and it just made sense like yeah. this is something that people need like it's like gps technology for the people yeah i started seeing that kind of evolving in the kayaking world too they started putting transom on uh transom yeah. mounts on the kayaks um they were making mid-haul transom mounts for like swapping out pedal drives um they were including because the power bolt was so popular initially they started putting that bolt pattern in but it became more than just a power pole so they started actually using that mount for transom mounts so all the kayak companies were putting that bolt pattern for the power pole, but they were using it actually for putting trolling motors on. And so this design of Autoboat working with a transom clamp style mount made it to where the majority of the kayaks that were coming out now, it would be like the easiest install ever. You just get yourself that transom mount, it attaches right to there to that bolt pattern on the stern, or possibly you can do the mid-haul mount with uh, some of these companies that we'll be talking about probably later. Um, they have in the pedal drive area of these pedal drive kayaks, they have adapters now where you can just drop on the trolling motor and it goes right through the, the, the center drive well. Yeah. And you know you have Autoboat on that, now you have a mid-haul mounted GPS um, trolling motor setup. Um, Old Town Autopilot, Became incredibly popular, um, but it's cost prohibitive to some people. Because um, that thing's what, like it's two, three grand, isn't it? Four grand. More? Yeah. I think it's I it was really almost expensive. five. I think it's almost uh, five almost grand. Almost five. You know, so at that price, you know, that really cuts out a lot of people from being able to experience that. But with the autoboat system and maybe like a fuel-free kayak, so you can get like a fuel-free lure, maybe a fuel-free Dorado, like what Mike has. Um, he's been rigging the heck out of that. Um, you know, those don't cost near as much. You can get the adapter that fits into like the pod or maybe a bow mount setup and you just drop the autoboat system in there and now you have basically what the other guys have in that $5,000. So now, I know we talked about this before. If you're gonna bow mount it on a kayak, it works just like it would on anything else. But if you're going to run it on the transom or your own little makeshift transom, what is the what is the difference in procedure in installing it? Yeah, correct. So Eduardo and I had um, talked about that. We want to make it very clear that if you mount it on the stern, you're going to lose that nav point heading. So nav point heading is on the remote, you hit the end button or on the, the app, you hit the end button. Um, and the, the boat's gonna follow like a laser, like it's gonna go in that direction. With the autoboat system mounted on the stern, you lose that function. Um, you're still able to steer it, you're still able to do anchoring, um, but you're not able to do nav point heading. You're also not gonna be able to do the route following modes if you mount it on the stern. Now, if you mount it in front of you, in the middle, like the mid hull, like on a pedal kayak, or if you mount it towards the bow, then you're gonna retain that nav point heading and you'll retain the ability to use maps and like follow route modes. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the big difference between mounting on the stern and mounting uh, 
in front of you in the middle or in the bow. Very cool. So we've got the the, the auto boat here in the U.S. It is up for sale, tinyboatnation.net. Um, is there plans for new models or upgrades or anything coming in the future that y'all can talk about? Or if you need to tell me to shut up, you can. No, no, <laughs> yes. We have we have good news ahead there. We are we are working on two new projects. One of them is for for bass boats, more uh, more specific for a little bit larger and a, and with a platform and one one another another thing that we are we are working on it. It's a, it's a very very interesting thing that it's ahead. We we intend to 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 provide for the customers instead of the auto boat. We have another option that is the hat. You just take off your original hat and put the other one, connect two wires, and uh, you, you're done. Uh, we, we are working in, I think that in a short period of time, we have that available to the to the customers. We'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Now, our, I know me and Mike and Ryan and everybody have been working on trying to come up with some more John Boat style, do-it-yourself mounts and stuff to get, you know, for the people that don't want to spend the big money on a huge, you know, like a Tarova or something like that, if they want to put a, you know, C2 Endura or something easy like that in their boat, we're coming up with some mounts and stuff. Mike's been playing around with a bunch of stuff in his garage too. Have you been working with anybody in the kayak world to yeah, integrate yeah. this into anything yep. or try to get some mounts available? Yep, we've been talking to uh, a few companies and we'll make sure to get that out on, on Tiny Boat Nation um, channel. But yeah, there's actually one company already that has some mounts. Um, Yak Gadget already has a lot of mounts. So if you have like a, a fuel-free lure, a fuel-free Dorado, or a bunch of other like kayaks that have a center pod, they actually make transom mounts where a trolling motor can go through the center of it. So that would make it very, very simple for you to integrate a trolling motor with an autoboat integrated system and do it. Um, so Yak Gadget would be one of the companies to look into, um, and we're going to be, I think, hopefully working more with them to further develop ways to mount uh, these style of motors. So, Mike? Yeah? How do you feel about the auto boat going forward? I like it a lot. You think this is the... It makes me happy. Makes you happy? <clears throat> no, I think, it, I think it's what needs to be here. As stuff gets, stuff gets more outrageously expensive and unaffordable, like we're trying to find ways to serve our our audience and our 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 general community on how to. You're just trying to find anything, really. That's that's going to be our major major focus on solving those problems. Money. Yeah, and yep. this is a bigger one. I I, I like it because it's for roughly around a third of the cost of one of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. It has mo most of the features of those bigger ones. Like you're able to run routes on your phone. You know, you no longer need proprietary fish finders. In order for you to run like iPilot Link, you need Hummingbird units. Yeah. You can't do it on, you know, in order for you to run Garmin's whatever, you know, duplicate or whatever that is. That, the same thing with the Rants. You all need proprietary fish finders. They make it proprietary on purpose. And so you're in 10 grand. We're a big system just to run routes. Like now you can you, do it for what, seven, 800 bucks? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> yeah, what, six, yeah, about 700 bucks plus a, a cheap Minn Kota trolling motor from Walmart and a phone app. 
Yeah. And you can run routes. And we're going to add more stuff to this app. We, we just had a big meeting where we were talked about uh, future developments and, de you know, in software and features and all kinds of other stuff. And we do. We're here to stay. It's yeah. a big thing. And, Eduardo, you were saying that making adjustments in the app is, is a lot more simple than making new products. So that's something that y'all can develop you know, software or firmware for to do more route stuff and more, what do you call it, nav point? Uh, yeah, just making refinements in the app. Um, you know, if the customer already has the product, there's a lot of refinements and improvements and features that can possibly be added to the app. It, it makes it to where it becomes more future-proof. Okay. Yeah. So uh, how often do you guys think that this auto boat unit will need to be updated? I mean, y'all plan on doing a lot of updates or pretty much like once they got it, once they got it rocking and rolling, it'll it, be good to go? It really doesn't require much updates. Um, the, the firmware built into the unit, um, like to the point that it's at, is, is a very solid system. It works well. There really isn't a lot of requirements for updates. Um, even in the past, what, three years that you ran, you really, once you got the firmware dialed in, you had long periods of time where you really didn't have to do any updates. Yeah, yeah, it's a very solid system. And uh, I think that one, one important thing that it's important to the audience know about the app uh, is that you have a part of maps uh, if you hire some maps from the apps uh, of <coughs> existed today, you have to pay for waypoints. You have to pay if you go more than 10 or 5 uh, routes and this kind of stuff. Autoboats is 100% free, the app. We have unlimited waypoints. We have unlimited uh, track records. You have unlimited everything. It's important to know because people sometimes they think, hey, okay, but uh, in a few months they start to to charge me for something uh, about the the app. I I have my word here for the audience, for life we have free all this the the features of the the app of Audible that exists here and that we are going to implement in the future. That's good. Good to know. Yeah, it's important to know because free for for life. Okay, so you you guys know a lot more about this than I do, but what's some of the the frequently asked questions that you guys have had about the unit? So there was one question that someone had if they went to a really remote area where they didn't have cell phone reception, um, they were wondering about the the app actually even working. They were wondering about, you know, being able to see the, the satellite imagery on the maps in the app. So in order to keep the app free though, we don't have downloaded maps, but there is a workaround to that. So before you get to an area that has absolutely no um, like reception, you can open up the app and kind of zoom in on the, the water body that you're gonna be fishing and it will store that map data into like the temporary folders of the app. And then when you get to the water, you'll still be able to have that satellite imagery on okay. there. So that's so kind you of- you can close the app, app, like say I'm at home where I know I got good service, open up to this little remote lake that I'm gonna go to, and then just close the app out, come back later, 
and it still probably, work. I would probably sleep the app. So just, just let it run in the background. Like have it in the background, and then when you get to the water, then end up uh, basically connecting to the auto boat, and then you can do all your other features from there. Um, but I would I would have it kind of running in the background. Okay. I wouldn't fully close it out. But that's what seems to have uh, worked out really well when I get to areas where I have really poor reception. Um, and and it, like we said, it's a workaround to prevent having to pay the app companies or like the Google and uh, Apple to store all that data. Yeah. Because otherwise, then the app's not free. Um, because it would it would cost and we want to yeah. keep the app free so in order to keep that free um that's the workaround yeah on the track that that uh, it, the idea of a free app that's why we implemented that that situation that helps to have maps uh, all over the world but without paying that because if i download the maps they charge me then mm -hmm. i have to charge my customer and then i i'm not going to charge and anyway. then you get slammed with ads all over your apps, yeah. and they're real buggy. And yeah, I don't. We don't have ads. You can note that we we it's clean. Have anything only for the for the customers to use and, and make fun of that without any ads or any anything to pay. Only only buy the auto boat for the cheapest price possible through Tideboat Nation and have fun. Yep. You know, one of the questions that we had <laughs> when we first did the pre-sale was about fitment and now that we've had uh, a couple hundred of these phone calls i've been a little bit better about telling people so the cheap trolling motors that are inch and an eighth shaft diameter that are anywhere between 55 and 35 pound thrusts in that range yep. that are tiller steer only this does not work on bow mounts like the mincota edge it doesn't work on the tarova and all that other stuff yeah correct because the steering lock that comes on your factory motor. Like for example, if we're talking about a Minn Kota C2 Endura or a Minn Kota Riptide, the basic five speed, not the variable one, the basic five speed ones are a very quick, easy direct connection because the steering lock that is on the factory motor, um, it's a little thumb screw basically. That comes out, the auto boat collar clicks in, tightens, and then that thumb screw goes on and that's what holds the auto boat uh, steering collar on and it holds it in line and keeps it from spinning. And then you have a, a, a depth collar that interfaces with that and that's what allows to be able to steer the system. Um, but the important features basically is you need a five speed um, or like a non-variable, non-digital uh, system to work seamlessly. Um, we are going to probably have some tutorials coming out on a few units that have digital brains and how to bypass the digital brain to work with auto boat. Like the uh, yeah. the, the Mincota Endura Max is the one that we're yep. extremely yeah. familiar so, with. Some people confuse the Endura Max with the C2 Endura. The C2 Endura has a five speed um, manual uh, speed controller, and the Endura Max has a digital speed controller. You can't have the auto boat digital speed controller competing with the you know the motors the motors factory digital one yeah but we've so got a workaround we're for gonna that. we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna get the video and stuff rolling for that soon yep. 
Um, any other? I know, Mike, you, you had a, a few questions about it. Did you have any anything that you wanted to cover as far as, like, frequently asked questions for people that might be watching this that are thinking about buying an auto boat? Probably. Give me a second. I'll give you a second. Go back to Justin. <laughs> I know you've, you've, you've handled a lot of the questions as Wardo, too. Yeah. Um, as far as, um, like, the, the, the GPS heading sensor being magnetic. Yeah. and watching yeah. out what you put around it. Yeah, yeah, so the, the power cable that goes into the, the motor, the main power factory cable, you wanna keep that away from the, the GPS. Um, when If that's touching the GPS, it starts throwing it off. Um, so you need to make sure that you follow the instructions on how to mount the GPS to the shaft in that orientation. And then we had one the other day with the making sure that that cable does not sit you know your power cable is not sitting right on that that magnetic sensor yeah the heading yeah, sensor yeah basically it, it comes up. down to is making sure you follow the instructions on the orientation of where that that arm comes off the the shaft and that's holding the G gps you need to make sure that you have that in the appropriate position um, some people have it flipped to the other side, and then it's bouncing up against the, the power cable, the factory power cable of the motor, and that creates an interference with the GPS. Um, but once you get it dialed in and you get it tightened down, you really don't have to touch it again. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been using it for quite a long time, uh, fishing the flats out, you know, in the Gulf. And, I mean, I set it, and I really don't have to mess with it again. Um, and it just works. Um, but that is the consideration you have to make when you're initially setting it up. Now, the, the brain box, the, the black box that it comes with, is it waterproof? Like, is it dunkable? Yeah, for short periods, yeah, it's waterproof. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. There's, Somebody's going to do that. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's waterproof connections. The, the remote is also a, yeah. a waterproof. Yeah. Important to say that we have uh, two levels of protection of the box. You have the first level that is the when when you close the box you have some some devices that make that as a waterproof and you have the the board that you have a, a second coat of protection that even if enter water for some reason for some accident even if uh, the, the the equipment is still working because you have a second level of protection of water very waterproof. nice very nice. The motherboard is basically yeah coated with a waterproof barrier. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Uh, they covered everything. Everything. Pretty good. Wow, <laughs> you guys are amazing, <laughs> amazing. Eduardo, is there anything that you wanted to touch on? So I know you you came all the way up here. Yeah, from, uh, I, I actually I actually would like to say that uh, despite the fact that we have business, okay, business is important, but I'm very happy to know the people of Tidemote Nation, uh, Justin Lammers, uh, it's, it's good when you find out people that uh, have the same, you know what I mean, the same vision, mm -hmm. vision of quality, vision of take care of the customer, uh, it's important. I, I'm, very, I'm very happy and very excited to have the partnership with Tidemote Nation. Awesome, awesome. Justin, anything you want to touch on before we, uh, before we close it out? I just like how life has, like all these connections have happened and stemmed from the YouTube. Like that's, it's just, it's networking at its finest, but like, I meet him, I meet, you know, you guys, 
and then we all end up together and it's it's beyond just even the 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 business it's also the friendships that come out of it it's it's really it's awesome i love it um that's that's one of the things that i've got the most value out of um you know money's great <laughs> as uh one of anthony jones has said uh it, they rank it right up there with breathing uh, but but uh, <laughs> sounds like something <laughs> but uh but uh you know the the friendships that have come out of you know the business that's that's one of the things I hold most dear. So, very cool. Yeah. Words of wisdom to leave us with, Mike. Uh, stay strong. Don't drink and drive, and uh, you know, just fish a lot. Sorry, I don't got anything useful to say. Awesome. All right. Great. Well, we'll give a big thanks to our sponsor for the for the podcast. It'll be Tiny Boat Nation. Thank you so much for everything you do for us and make this possible. It was good having you guys here. I hope to see you guys again soon. We'll be playing with the auto boat some more. I know Anthony just got one, so he's going to yeah. be doing some videos yeah. on it. I'm eventually going to get out and play with one. Okay. I've never ran a GPS trolling motor before, so it should be pretty interesting. Ryan's probably going to need to bring his floaties when we go to the, go to the lake that day. We may wind up in the water. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys for watching. If you have any questions about the auto boat, feel free to uh, reach out to Tiny Boat Nation via email on the website or the phone number, we'll leave it down in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be down in the description box below. Um, also, the only place you can find the auto boat if you are interested in purchasing it is Tiny Boat Nation, right? Right. Yep. Unless you want to drive to Brazil. Yeah. Which, is that possible? Can no. you drive from Maracaland to Brazil? Yeah, it's possible. It's tough, but, but tough? possible. Because you got to go through, what, Mexico and then... No, no, actually, you have to go to Argentina, Peru, Bolivia, Venezuela, then... Nicaragua and Mexico in final. That sounds but, like but it's a tough, a very long drive. Uh, yeah, I need to get a globe because I don't even remember where Brazil is in my head on a globe. I'm gonna buy one so I can put it in the office. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you on the next one.